You're listening to the Jim Mint Podcast by GFNF. Your weekly breakdown of sports cards, hobby news, and everything in between. And everything in between. Here's your hosts, Jake and Nico. Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Gem Mint by GFNF. Episode 12. This one's a pretty good one. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. What's going on, Jake? Oh, not much, man. Good week. Uh, exciting episode. Yeah. So we're going to run through uh, kind of this past week like we usually do. And then uh, at the end here, we are going to talk with uh, our boy Ryan, Card Collector 2. Um, got to kind of just chop it up with him for a little bit, talk hobby, uh, you know, just, just kind of the state of the, state of the hobby and, uh, you know, just what's going on in his life, really. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's hop into it here. Um, so this past week. Uh, card wise, uh, like retail, not really anything. Um, we did see Walmart today. So today, uh, I keep forgetting to announce the date, April 6th, 2022. Um, so it is Walmart <laughs> Wednesday. Um, so we saw mosaic megas drop, I think was the big item. And it looks like they, remember we were talking that they had them up at 67 and they were 60 in store, but it looks like they adjusted the price. Yeah. Why? I wonder why that is. I dude, I saw people messaging them the target page and getting it adjusted to fifty five or fifty, whatever whatever target yeah, was. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, that's a that's a huge. Yeah, range. so I, I, if you keep trying with Walmart, like you can get your your stuff adjusted. Um, Which is funny they do that because the Walmart megas have forty cards and the and Target megas have twenty. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they just really know what's going on. I think those chat people, I don't think they like. They're probably not ripping Megas themselves, honestly. Um, yeah, so other than that, pretty dry retail-wise. I think the big drop of the week um, was WWE Prism. So uh, over the past couple days, there's been some hype kind of coming up, you know, leading up to this release. Um, we saw on Twitter, uh, he's actually a guy I followed, Darry. He, uh, he ripped a – he got a case. Uh, so yeah, he got a case yesterday and he went live and ripped open a box, did pretty well. I think he got a, uh, I think he got a numbered Hulk Hogan and, uh, he kind of material. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And then he materialized via a tweet, a John Cena color blast. So he went, went back, opened the second box. And if you haven't seen the video, it's hilarious because like we all, I mean, we all talk shit on when breakers, like pull a monster and like flip out and until you like pull like a really big card you don't know how you're gonna act and uh oh, no. yeah so he was he was going back he's like damn that video is so cringe like this is like all the breakers i i make fun of for like <laughs> you know talk about so but he's a cool dude um, i wouldn't know what that's like i only i, yeah. I don't pull big cards <laughs> <laughs> yeah well hopefully you will pull something from wwe prison because it went Nearly instant out of stock uh, on yeah. Panini at eight fifty a box. Um, I mean, I was expecting it. Yeah, we predicted quick. it. Um, just after, I, I was I was a little bit not against it, but I wasn't seeing super long term value at first with it. I just there's other you know wrestling companies out there now. AEW is a pretty big one um, for for those that watch wrestling, but. Uh, once the checklist came out, I saw some of these dual autos and kind of what some of the old tops products were commanding for some of the big guys, mainly like Roman Reigns, which is, he's like the big guy right now in, in WWE. I, I just, the nostalgia right. factor is just gonna, and like people our age, like have just stupid money now, whether they're in NFTs or have been flipping stuff or they actually have jobs now to like spend money. Um, the nostalgia factor is just there. And, First year prism. I mean, it just first of only two. I mean, there's only going to be two years of this at the most. Yeah, as as far as we know, two, maybe three, but I, I would probably put two uh, out there. So I got a case. Um, not touching it. Just putting Rip it. it. No, putting it away. <laughs> um, there's yeah. a color blast in there, bro. Oh, that's good. Well, now I'll never find out. Um, <laughs> I did get some first off the line too. 
Yeah, if I'm going to open anything, honestly, I would probably open a first off the line just because of the the, the sheer ability to, to hit a, a pretty big, you know, non-auto. Um, have the chance at a big auto and then, you know, a chance at a, at least an out of 10 uh, in, or an out of 3. Um, but we'll keep an eye on the market. I think the cheapest on eBay is like 975 yeah, that's what I said. Yep. Um, they've been getting scooped. Singles have been getting scooped up like crazy, um, like absolutely crazy fast. Um, and there's not a ton of this stuff made. So the more and more that gets ripped, the, the higher the value of the box should Yeah, be. you have to imagine either the supply was super, super low um, or the demand is just is really, really that big. Um, yeah. Yeah, the cheapest right now is 948 a box and oh wait nope that one's out of stock 975 uh seems to be the cheapest and he has sold three of his 12 um so this this guy must have had a case um so already in the positive there i think these i honestly think these near term settle around 11 to 1200 um people are gonna be ripping these um you're gonna see a lot of big hits it's just gonna take that one card to get pulled and I've already mm-hmm. seen big bounties out there for, um, for rock and and stone cold golds. So people are people are head hunting for for these big guys, these legends, uh, prism golds. You know that's kind of like the coveted card, honestly. So yeah. we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. But uh, yeah, um, just transition here to some stuff going on in the hobby. Kind of like a sad story here. Um, Mamba cards, uh, who. Obviously, they're they're out in L.A., um, mm-hmm. or at least California. They were robbed, um, so they're pretty, like, decently-sized breaker out there. And uh, they posted all the footage of the two dudes uh, in mass stealing cases of high-end product. I mean, how much in product was it, Jake? Like 200000 I think? Yeah, it was at least 200000 It was a lot of high-end cases. National Treasures, Immaculate, Flawless. They, they stole a lot of high-end stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, what are your thoughts on that? Like, are these guys that are breaking their being too relaxed with? I mean, it seemed like they well, had no security system or anything. Yeah, so I saw an interesting take, um, actually from a pretty uh, well-known hobby standard guy, um, Divine, that said, you know, a lot of these higher-end card shops that are carrying that kind of product need to kind of take the time and effort that, jewelry stores have and and just put stuff away you got to lock stuff in a safe um you can't just leave it out laying around because all it's it's real easy to bust a window or bust a glass door it's a lot harder to do that and then get in and crack a safe yeah i I actually kind of i've been thinking about this myself i kind of wanted to ask see like what your thoughts were on this but we have companies like pwcc golden Mm -hmm. and alt as well that have vaults that you could send your stuff to what are sure. your thoughts on on that? Because I, personally, I've been kind of steering towards, uh, you know, kind of getting rid of the safety deposit box and yeah, going that. I, way. I like it. I like the idea. Um, obviously, for this scenario, when they're when they're ripping product, and yeah, breaking yeah. product. Um, but for some, if, if if you're invested in wax and definitely, you know, sealed stuff that you see going up, whether it's slabs or wax or whatever it is. Yeah. I think the vault option is a good idea. It gets it out of your house. You know, anything can happen. Your house can catch on fire. Your, you know, the bank can get robbed, whatever it is where you're keeping this kind of limits your risk. And I believe, um, these companies assume the risk when you send it to them, as long as it shows up. Okay. They assume the risk. They got the insurance policy to cover it. So I do like it. Yeah. That's it. This is why I, I messaged you last night, um, about BBCE because, I was doing some research mm-hmm. um, with Golden, and because so I'm I'm in South Jersey, so I'm pretty close to both Golden um, and all both of their uh, I think right. their vaults are, are in Delaware, um, and and maybe maybe it's changed, but um, I started to look at kind of options there, and uh, it looked like Golden required um, BBCE. Uh, authenticated wax if you wanted to store wax um, whereas all does not um, so they they currently don't allow you to see it on your profile um, so you have like an online profile with all your cards um, but they will you know inventory it 
and, and they will store it. Uh, you know, they charge a fee per box. So if you have a case, it's it's per box instead of, you know, the case. Um, they require it unless it's a Pokemon case filled with G.I. Joe cards. Yeah. <laughs> that might um, but yeah, it's so like I think just insurance uh, on the insurance side, it's it's uh, it's pretty nice. And and I had already reached out about you know, and nice thing I guess for me is I, I don't have to ship it, ship any of this stuff. Um, yeah, you know they're local. So, and I know I bought uh, you know off someone that had their card at all. Um, and it's mm-hmm. they're pretty quick. I know I think that's kind of where I'm leaning. Um, so you can. Easily, if Jake, if you wanted to buy a card off me that I had in my alt vault, um, I could put in a request uh, to ship it directly to you, um, you know, yeah. from from there. So um, it's also nice to to lateral stuff too. So if you if you have an account and you're buying stuff from someone that has a vault, it would literally just change possession at the vault yeah, location. Well, and, well here's and the thing: everyone should be using alt, in my opinion, because or any of these guys because they're all in tax-free states. So you can buy, you can even buy raw cards on eBay, ship it directly to your alt vault, and pay zero tax. The so if you're buying really? big, car, yeah, yeah, everyone should be doing this. If yeah. you're buying big stuff on on eBay or anywhere that's charging you sale ta- sales tax, you should be shipping it to your vault because you do not get charged tax. You don't get charged tax when it's when it's shipped to you. Just shout you, out Delaware. Yeah, shout out Delaware, shout out ML, shout out Maddie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys should definitely be using that. I I've purchased on all before. I their packaging is is like top tier. Um, overall good experience. The only thing I, I didn't like about their site was you had to depo- you have to deposit the funds before you can make an offer. So you add it your bank account, but you have to physically transfer money from your bank account to to uh your alt account to be able to uh put an offer out right that makes sense yeah i could see both sides of it but um yeah so okay yeah i was just interested to hear your your side there um something that i actually was posted in our discord by a member uh a luka Doncic uh national treasures logo man 101 nft sold for a hundred thousand so it actually was a dutch auction and it sold immediately yeah, that's insane. So it didn't even go down. Um, and as far as I know, you get the physical. You get a physical card as well. Uh, do you? I I could have sworn I saw whoever posted it. I forget if it was in um, if it was in our card server or um, if it was in the main server. Let me see if I could find it. Um, but someone had posted it. That would be a lot better deal. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure they said, "Oh, you get the, you get the the uh, NFT." The one one rookie logo man, uh, Luca. Oh, I assume that it's like a black box type thing, you know, like the black box one ones or whatever. Um, yeah, that's where it's kind of marked or like a buyback type situation. Um, yeah, I, I I can't find it right this second, but I'm pretty sure you get a physical asset too, um, which is which is pretty cool. So yeah, that bad. Yeah, strong, strong for the the card NFT, uh, you know, market. Um, one of the big stories I think, uh, you know, we have been kind of following closely here is baseball. Uh, yeah, we have possibly one of the best rookie classes in recent time uh, coming to us in, you know, series two or or tops chrome. We're gonna have to send sealed tops chrome boxes to the vault at this point. <laughs> so oh, these guys make it. Yeah. So the big guys, the the top three, four prospects, however you want to look at it, uh, Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Wood Jr., and Spencer Torkelson all made their opening day rosters. Riley Green got hurt, or he would have made it too. Uh, yeah, Adley Adley Rutschman as well. Did Rutschman make it? Yeah. He well, he got hurt, but yeah, he's he's oh, up he as soon as he's healthy. Um, mm-hmm. I think C.J. Abrams also made it too. Wild year, um, yeah. So this is, and that's an that's an addition to Wander. Yeah, and you yeah you got Wander. So this, I mean, this could seriously if these dudes play to their potential with which I think a lot of people have really really high hopes for for these guys. This could be the most expensive tops Chrome. It's going to be the most expensive off the rip. 
Um, we already saw no hobbies that. you can't find for less than 500. Jumbos you can't find for less than 1,000. Who's like, yeah. which is kind of, it kind of sucks. I'll be honest. Um, well, to any of our listeners, if you, if you can get us a, get us a good price on those cases, you know, hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, We're seriously. looking. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. And, and obviously it's kind of tops could go and not put these dudes in Chrome. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they definitely could. You I, could be, like, this is what I think is going to happen. And, and just be screwed. You know, I, this is what I think is going to happen. They're, they, they've been printing series two already. They have to. Yeah, yeah. They have to have been. So what I think they may do is what they did in 2019 with Vladdy Jr. is possibly save two of these guys to carry update and update Chrome and put one of them as a short print rookie in series two and then in Chrome. So you'll have, you know, let's just say J-Rod. J-Rod as a, as a short print rookie in series two and then him and Wander carry Chrome. And then Witten Torque, or you know, a combination of that, maybe save two of them for update. But then again, you know, if you have Adley and Riley Green and stuff getting healthy and yeah. and up and playing, then you got to put them in there too. Tops is not dumb though, so they're 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 going to save someone to carry next year's product unless they have you know unless for some reason they know for certain that Dominguez or, or and Volpe are going to both come up next year or someone like that. But I definitely think we'll see at least one in addition to Wander and Chrome, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, only time will tell. I mean, I kind of hope we just get them all in one product because, like... That would be that would be insane. It would be fun. It would just be really yeah. fun to rip. Um, we, we haven't had... Honestly, like, blows past 2020 with with Lou Bob and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I mean, 2019 is, like, the only close thing. I did uh, place a minor wager on Lou Bob to win AL MVP at... <laughs> Plus, I think it was fifteen hundred or two thousand, something like that. I put some wild bets out there. I did bet on J Rod to hit the most home runs in the league. Okay, or at least in the in the American League. Yep, a uh, hundred to win nine thousand. I like um, it. I think he's down to like plus six plus uh, six hundred or six thousand. So J Rod show kind of ahead of the game there, and then honestly, probably my favorite. Of the bunch, is Devers to lead the to lead the league in home runs? I, I he's twenty five to one on FanDuel, and that dude's got pop. He he's he plays in Fenway. He's got he's got uh, you know that short right field to hit to. Um, I I think he could even honestly dabble in the MVP conversation. Um, I it kills me to say it as a Yankees fan. But I really, really like Devers this year. Um, he's honestly he's the fifth favorite for mm-hmm. American League MVP, right with uh, right with Judge. Um, but I seriously think he could. Uh, I, I think he could lead the league in in home runs there. Um, Twenty eighteen Series One wax going up. Yeah, yeah, good. He's like he doesn't get too much love with um, in the hobby. I mean, it would take I think like a Vladdy type season to uh, to honestly get him to that point. But, yeah, he got overshadowed a little bit. I mean, twenty eighteen yeah. was the year of Otani and Soto and Acuna, and uh, yeah, he's like yeah, kind he, of an he, afterthought. Right. But, yeah, I could see it. I could see it. That'd be that uh, that would pay off pretty well for you if he does. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Logan Paul. He oh, was at WrestleMania. He actually, I saw a lot of good feedback from. I didn't watch WrestleMania, but I saw a lot of good feedback from his match. Actually, apparently, he's yeah. really, really good. He's an entertainer, um, man. He's good yeah. at it. I yeah, mean, he's, he's, really he's good. definitely good. At it. Uh, but he, of course, in Logan Paul fashion, wore a five point two seven five million dollar Pokemon card, which was in, I think, a couple hundred thousand dollar case uh, around yeah. his neck. So it's yeah. the most expensive Pokemon card. Or like the highest sale, it, it was a Guinness Book record. Yeah, he, he made sure which you got a that. plaque for and all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's the PSA ten Japanese illustrator Pikachu. Is it? Yeah. Oh um, uh, no, it's no. I think well, maybe it's just Japanese it illustrator. Might have been. I don't really know the Pokemon. Is, I that need well. I need slump for this. Like yeah. this, is, this is a slump thing. We need we need to have a we need to have a a, a button like a phone a friend where <laughs> someone calls in to be our Pokemon guy. Maybe no. It, I'm pretty sure. It, yeah, it has a Pikachu on it, hundred um, percent. Pikachu rookie. 
Yeah, it's a Pikachu rookie card, uh, first Bowman. But it was a private <laughs> sale. Um, you know, no one knows who the, the you know the owner is. Or I think all they gave was that he was from Dubai. So shocker. Um, yep. But yeah, Logan has it. High sale. Pretty cool. Um, this is just a cool piece to find. It. I don't think anyone really had seen it. Um, in a while, that didn't surface in a while. I know PSA was tweeting at them. They want to get it in the new holder because it's uh, it's got a pretty low cert number. So, how many uh, how many people that don't dabble in cards rifled through old boxes trying to find one of those? Oh, when yeah. they saw that. Probably a ton. Could you imagine having to crack that if you're reslapping it? I wouldn't like to. Oh my god! Most expensive Pokemon card ever. Screw that away. What uh, do they do? Like, what do they do if they damage it? They would have to pay you the value, obviously, and they, they can't possibly give it a 10 if they screw it up. No, they'll regrade it, whatever it is, and then, yeah, they'll have to pay out. Um, if it's a $100,000 card, they're paying out $5.1 million, oh, which man. sucks, but, like, that's yeah, that's what it, that's what it is. I'm them. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm just on the story of PSA. Um, they're grading 200,000 cards a week. Uh, other companies seem to be falling farther behind. I, I, PSA is ripping through economy orders. People are yeah, still getting are. pissed with their orders from last year, but at least for new orders, they're about a month for for fifty dollars cards. Uh, yeah, which has been awesome. not bad at all. Yeah, um, yeah, it's great to see, honestly, because they're just still leading the way here, and it's it's been great for uh, you know just to, just to be able to send stuff in, not spend an arm and a leg, and, and get it back in like a decent amount of time. Right. Um, Steve Aoki, he spent 225000 on a complete set of Red Marvel Metal Gems. Uh, mostly graded by PSA with a few SGC. Um, been seeing That's a, a cool lot. Set. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot more Marvel uh, PMG stuff uh, pop up. Um, Dude, the Metal Gems, the Metal Gem stuff has led our big sales of the week a couple weeks in the last few weeks. Dude, I mean. you want to hear something bad? So, me and Alex, Jump Mr. Johns, we mm-hmm. bought – I'm trying to remember exactly what the product was. I think it was this year's Marvel Metal Universe because we had some pretty good luck with Marvel this year. Um, but they they did release a product this year. Oh, my God. Bag fumble, bro. They – oh, man. Why did I just look? We bought a case, and it was tanking. Like they were two hundred to two eighty five a box, I think. What do the NFT guys call that? Paper handed it. I pay. We paper handed it. You want to know what the last sold for? Uh uh-uh. yeah. Let me know. Nine ten for one, one box. There's a case up for sixteen thousand. So what did you sell at? Like a little bit over cost. We just dumped them. We're like ah, we're like screw it. We're just gonna dump it. Oh, and no. uh yeah so big... this right here <laughs> that's paper paper hand <laughs> <laughs> i bought it from dave and adams too i don't even want to look why did i look that up that was a bad idea yeah. um he just ruined, ruined your afternoon yeah so let's yeah continue on here uh another zero <laughs> cool drop uh jackass cards uh, interesting yeah i don't know there's rookie cards in it, dude. I saw pictures of it. There's freaking rookie cards. I think I saw Vince say he's going to bid $50. I don't really know what they're going to go for. Um, I mean, it's probably going to be something stupid. I bet you it goes close to 1000 Oh, people are going to get burned on those probably. Just because of FOMO from, from the Gary Vee ones. I mean, I just, yeah. I, they have a, they have their new zero card parallel, which is numbered out of zero. It's like they're one-on-one. Yeah. Um, where does... I would have to assume this is going to be a continued thing, right? Zero Cool is going to continue pumping out sets. I think so. And what's the next Zero Cool project we see? Um, that's a good question. I don't want to spoil anything, but um, I think we'll no, just spoil. yeah, I think we'll see more entertainers get involved. Yeah, um, cool. individual entertainers. You know, we'll we'll see. Gary, Gary, just you never know what he's got up his sleeve. Yeah. Um, an interesting story here. I'll yeah, let, I'll let you take the fun. reins on it, but there's a lawsuit yeah. out against Thompson Panini. Yeah. Um. So, a woman by the name of Belinda Wheeler filed two separate class action lawsuits against Panini and against Tops. Um. 
over the redemption cards, and it's not for what you think. It has nothing to do with the amount of time, which is extraordinary that they're getting redemptions out. I mean, it's, it's terrible. But uh, she claims that the redemption cards were sold um, as like an unlawful lottery. Basically, she's referencing the the no purchase necessary on these packs, which is true. And if, for those of you that don't know, if you, and I've done it multiple times, if you fill out the no purchase necessary and like all you need is a five by seven note card or, or whatever, and you just fill out the no purchase necessary stuff on the back of your pack and send it to tops and they will send you free cards. Um, sometimes they're pretty cool ones. Sometimes they're just base worth nothing, but um, they do have that. And so does Panini. And basically, because you are not able to get redemption cards through that no purchase necessary, there must be a disclaimer somewhere in there. She filed a lawsuit. So uh, I don't think that'll probably go well for her. I doubt it. <laughs> um, but she basically says, it says, by failing to highlight the no purchase necessary information, consumers are unaware that they would not legally need to purchase the product to obtain a redemption card. So basically, she's saying, you guys don't provide the redemptions through the no purchase necessary when technically by the bylaws or whatever you want to call them of the no purchase necessary, they should be available and P and you don't advertise it. So we'll keep an eye on that. I'm pretty certain that she's going to get destroyed. She filed it in uh, both in New York and in DC. So good luck to her. Good luck to Karen. <laughs> yeah, good, luck. good luck to Karen. Oh boy. It's funny. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so switching gears to the sports world here. Uh, we, Masters week, and we oh, got yeah. Tiger Woods. So he watch is, out, Tiger. Watch out, Tiger. So he is competing. Um, Love it. Whether he takes a stroke or not, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. But uh, it's been pretty wet there so far. Um, he's been uh, he's been pretty pretty clear in his press conference that he's like, I don't enter tournaments that I don't think I can win. True. So yeah, pretty cool. He's definitely good for the hobby too. I mean, we saw his card spike temporarily during that announcement too which is fun so yeah yep pretty cool stuff uh duke <laughs> did not <sighs> the duke destiny did not happen uh they got beat maybe by we're not getting a 30 for 30 we're not we're not getting it's canceled Brutal. Um, so kansas beat north carolina to win the championship uh north carolina had the biggest just mm -hmm. absolute it was i mean honestly Worse than not probably not worse than Falcons Patriots, but just collapsed. They gave up. They had a 16 point lead and was the biggest yeah. comeback in national championship history. They lost. Can't believe it. My wife was not a, not very happy because she lost her work pool, which means I wasn't happy. So yeah, we uh <laughs> we uh we didn't do so. Hot. I didn't do so hot. I don't know where you finished. I don't. But, I honestly don't, with Duke losing, I there's no way it was it was good. I needed Duke to win, yeah. so yeah, it's whatever. On to the next one. Shout out to Kansas. Uh, April Fool's did you, Day. Uh, okay. Yeah, did you see all the athletes tricking people? Do you fall for anything? No, no. The second because someone said something in the server that reminded me early in the morning. And I'm like, I'm not believing. I know if I you do. don't if you don't get like that little reminder, it can it can definitely get you. Yeah. Um, but, the big one was Edelman to the box got a lot of people because it made sense, right? Like Brady bringing him back and, and down there and a lot of people butthurt over that, which is funny. And LeBron out for the year. Actually, well, I kind of believe that one. Cause like, they well, kinda, they technically suck. LeBron is out now because the <laughs> Lakers are eliminated from playoff contention, which is awesome. Yeah. Wild to, uh, wild to see. Um, right. but, uh, yeah, Joe Buck, he has moved to the ESPN broadcast team. How do you feel about that? Um, I'd like if he moved to the no broadcast team. Man, he is and, definitely a hater love yeah, guy. Yeah, no. So here's my beef with Joe Buck. Uh, big Cubs fan, season ticket holder. He had some sort of vendetta. I know his his dad was an old Cardinals announcer, and if anyone that knows baseball knows, Cubs Cardinals are one of the biggest rivalries in sports. So he during the whole 2016 Cubs run through the playoffs. I would have sworn he was dating Clayton Kershaw in the, in the NLCS when Cubs were facing the Dodgers. It was just any, I mean, the Cubs would be up five runs and it would be how well Clayton Kershaw is pitching. So he's just a Cubs hater. And um, I wish he would like take a job, maybe broadcasting for like the Venezuelan soccer team or something like that. On Somewhere vacation. out of this country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
that would be that's nice. a fair grape to have i respect yeah. it um yep. <laughs> so tomorrow is opening day for for yeah, baseball. Maybe. so we got your cubs are the first game yeah um, um are you gonna watch yeah i'm, I'm gonna watch if uh, we can we we have a we've had a pretty busy week at work but um yeah i'm gonna try to watch it's we're in for a rough year how are your yankees looking this year I don't know. They're like so mid tier. It's like mid tier, but they're expected to win a hundred games. So that's ah, their pitching is just always atrocious. So if we're five hundred, if we're five hundred, I'll be amazed. Yeah, I don't think we were winning the division. I think we could slip into the wild card, but it, this division is just so damn tough. With yeah, Boston, the Rays, and and the Blue Jays. Your crosstown rivals are looking pretty tough this year too. Yeah, yeah, they spent a lot of money. The Mets. <laughs> <laughs> New owner with deep pockets. Uh, yeah. April parades. That's what I that's what I say to my Met my Met fan friends. April parades. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Um Yeah. They don't know nothing about that. Honestly, games tomorrow Angels Astros is probably the most uh interesting. I guess Nationals mm-hmm. Mets is kinda cool, but because we'll probably get to see Soto hit like two bombs. Um, oh, I love it. But yeah, should be should be a pretty uh Pretty good day for sports. Got baseball back, thank God, before football mm-hmm. came back. So that's a win. No, no. Um, but so yeah, sick of basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so let's uh let's uh get on to some high roller sales and and massive pulls. Um, a 2000 playoff contenders Tom Brady rookie auto PSA eight with a nine auto, a cool mm. 1.3 billion. Solid. Not bad. A, uh, this one's pretty cool. A 1936 Joe DiMaggio autographed gum card. A PSA 3 for 203000 So um, I did a little research on that card. Mm-hmm. Those cards were basically, you'd go down to the corner drugstore and, and buy a candy bar or a piece of gum or something like that. And they had these things in rolls. You know, it, almost like a like taking a number at a deli. Yeah. And they would just rip you one off and, and hand it to you. That's how, that's how they give kids little baseball cards back then. That's pretty cool. cool. Shout out to the 30s. Um, yeah. <laughs> 1997 Metal Universe Carl Malone Emerald out of 100 BGS 7.5 did 127,000. Yep. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, my favorite National Treasures parallel, the Stars and Stripes, RPA out of 20. BGS 8 with a 10 auto did 107,000. And a 33 Ruth. Oh, it was autoed, huh? PSA yeah, got, 3. Got it, yep. Yeah, with a 7 auto. 100,000. Not bad. Yeah, that's that's pretty solid. Yeah, Imagine it's... if we got like a PSA 8. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Um, some big pulls. Oh, you know, what, you know what's cool about, real quick, about yeah. Carl Malone? Yeah. Uh, you name. know how many championships he had? No. Uh, zero, because Michael Jordan wouldn't let him win one. So, in case anyone's wants to argue the LeBron <laughs> percentage, I think. I knew it was either zero or a lot, honestly. I, I, I don't know too much about older basketball at all. Bagel. Uh, zero. Yeah. Uh, some big polls this week. A tw- Seems like we just see a ton of 2020 Bowman. Uh, yeah, I know. Getting ripped. Uh, Jason Dominguez, gold auto, true gold um, by Real Breaks. A 2020 oh. Select Justin Herbert a Nike Swoosh RPA 101 by Blaze, and then uh, we kind of touched on this before, but Derry pulled the 2022 WWE Prism John Cena Color Blast, and it is is it over 10k yet? It's over 10. Yeah, last I looked, it was 10k with two days left. Let's see. Let's see if uh, let's see if it's gone up at all because honestly, it was getting so much damn traction. It's at 10,500. What a crazy oh. card! <laughs> crazy I wonder card. what that, I wonder what that'll end with. Uh maybe like fifteen. Not I, bad for raw. That, no, not bad at all. Paid Honestly. for the whole case. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it for for the high rollers. Uh, upcoming drops. We are still waiting on um, F one Sapphire. Uh, honestly, at this point, probably seems like next week or, or you know past that, and then we also have. Started to see UFC Prism retail uh, has popped up at Targets right. in store. Um, so maybe next week. Yeah, maybe next week online. online. I, we'll see. They might just keep it in store. Honestly, they they've been doing that with kind of some of the more niche uh, products. So you know who who knows. 
Um, yeah, I think that's it um, for, for this week before we get into the interview here. So if you know you guys want to connect with GFNF at GFNF underscore underscore on Twitter and Instagram, uh, I'm on Twitter at NaffyBoy13. And Jake is on Twitter at Wrigley Elite Sports. Did I get that right? Wrigley Elite SC. Yep. Ah, Sports damn. Wrigley Elite SC. It's weird. I made it a long time ago. Yeah. That's all right. That's what happens when you're a Cubs fan. Um, yeah. Oh, But, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate you guys tuning in. And, uh, yeah, let's get into the interview with Ryan Card Collector 2. Thanks, guys. What's going on, everyone? Uh, we have a special guest today, uh, Ryan Card Collector 2. Um, if you don't know him, you're, you're doing yourself a, a disservice here. He's probably, you know, one of the um, big figures in the hobby these days, kind of bridging that gap between, uh, you know, collectors and social media and, and, and kind of influencers, um, you know. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Ryan, we appreciate uh, you taking some time out of your, your hectic schedule uh, to, to talk with Jake and I. Absolutely. I uh, appreciate you guys having me. I'm big uh Big fan of Garrett. I've known Garrett for a little while now and started to get to know Vince a little bit more. So when they uh, they approached me about, you know, reaching out and uh, hanging out and chatting for a little while, I thought this would be a fun opportunity. So appreciate you guys having me. Appreciate the kind words. But, yeah, excited to uh, excited to get into it. Likewise, man. Well, let's start with uh, telling us a little bit about your start in the hobby. Obviously, you know, we're big fans of yours. But we've been following you. Me personally, I've been following you for quite a few years now when you started out on instagram but could you give us a little rundown of like your start in the hobby obviously we know where you're at now but um it didn't all start this big and crazy yeah so uh, i've done cards for really as long as i can remember i got in into cards like on a more consistent full-time basis type thing in 06 i would have been 13 going on 14 at the time uh you know got packs and re- a lot of retail stuff and would go to the card shop and get to spend a few bucks here and there. And as I got a phone right around that time, it led me, I ended up getting on like online forums. That was kind of like social media, pre-social media. So they had like sports card forum, they had Beckett forums, they had blowout card forums. So I spent years on, on a lot of those platforms, like on Beckett forums. I mean, I have almost a thousand feedback. At one point I was top 20 in feedback. Like, it was, it was a big part of my life, just like, you know, the hobby is now. And uh, Photo Bucket was really big back in the day where we, like, we would post pictures. And they wanted to start charging for that kind of stuff. So, you know, just being a young, hustling kid, I was like, I don't want to spend five, ten bucks a month to host pictures. Let sure. me find a free place. That led me to Instagram. And then Instagram's where it really took off. Was on there for a little while. But I started back in 2013 posting some pictures just as literally just as a place to post what I had for sale and for trade online. And then that led, you know, I just started posting more and more. And, you know, next thing you know, I'm, I started sharing a lot more about my life. Like, Hey, I'm you know, getting engaged. I graduated college, opened, a, opened a store, just shared so much about my personal journey. And it just, it kind of grew and grew and grew. And, uh, it just, it led to a, a lot of cool opportunities and, you know, today we have 11 people currently on our team. We own a brick and mortar store. We sell all across the internet. We pr- produce content on social media on multiple different platforms. So it's a, it's kind of a, it's been a crazy journey. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I remember you you stated, if I remember right, you went full time with cards in 2018, right? Yeah. So I, uh, my wife and I got engaged in February of 17, and about six. So this would have been probably June of. 2018 I was you know we sat down and talked and Instagram was kind of starting to really pop off for us and I just like I was like hey um, I, I was really big into Gary Vee's content and his whole message about you know one life no regrets and my whole thing was is like I, I think I'm good at cards I enjoy doing this and I don't want to be 50 years old with kids and a mortgage and just hate every day so I was like it just it makes sense for me to try this out and see if this uh see if this is something I can do full time rather than wait my whole life to find out it is or it isn't. So decided to make that, that leap right after our wedding and I've been doing it ever since. Yeah, that's awesome. So we have, you, you bought your first shop in 2019, right? And yep. um, you made the move, you made the move to an upgrade. You upgraded to a bigger, nicer location in, in 2021, kind of right in the middle of the pandemic. Um, 
that was a pretty big decision, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, we we bought this. So I bought my original shopping in May of nineteen, uh, and we started the process of buying a new building in December of twenty twenty. So like the heart of the sports card boom, and then we didn't open the new spot because of renovations and permits and delays until May of 2021. Uh, so it's funny because like when we had started the process, the market was in a whole different space than by the time we opened. Sure. Not necessarily that the market was down. Not not necessarily that the market was down when we uh, when we ended up opening, but you know, May of 2021, PSA is closed. Uh, like the, the hobby's in a much different spot sure. than it is in December of 2020, where everything you buy turns to gold. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, whole, was, whole, whole, whole different, uh, whole different area. It was it was hard to miss in 2020, no matter what. You sure. Were doing, but, <laughs> yeah. um, one last thing on the past: if you had, you know, talking sure. to your former self when you started, if you had to give a young collector a piece of advice on it, like starting into this hobby now that it is where it's at. What, what do you think you would tell them, obviously, with something that's pretty fluid and, and ever-changing? Buy the goats. Buy the goats. I like it. Yeah. Buy the things that, uh, you know, ever. if you ever go up to somebody and want to trade cards, it's a lot easier to find somebody that wants Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, and Mickey Mantle than it is somebody <laughs> that wants Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah. I would, uh, I would tell people you, you'll 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 go wrong a lot less times buying Michael Jordan and Tom Brady than you will anybody else. Yeah, I, I think it. I think a lot of people, unfortunately, learn that the hard way. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, and, and you know, I think Jake, we're probably victims of this too. Um, you know, when it was such a boom, you could send anything into PSA. You could four, five, six x your money on on base cards. Like it was just crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love that, that, uh, you know, that, that message. Um, I, I'm a big Mickey Mantle guy. I, I moved a lot of my modern stuff into, into, into Mantles and, um, that makes me feel good that, that I was making the right move there. So, um, <laughs> Straight for the map. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, so now we're, we're kind of in, like you said, an interesting part in the hobby, you know, a lot of new breakers, new shops and, and whatnot kind of came onto the scene, um, what kind of uh i guess like i know you're, you're doing the whatnot thing uh yeah. that, that's that's kind of blown up too um i guess what avenues uh in current day do you do you kind of see best as as a avenue to um to kind of get into the business now that it's kind of um not congested but you know you you have your own unique you know uh personality and 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 brand um, you know, how can, how can people kind of set themselves apart, um, you know, if they want to get into buying, selling, even if it's at a smaller scale, not necessarily a brick and mortar, maybe they, they want to do online stuff, but kind of what's, what's worked for you, you know, present day. Yeah. I think the, the biggest way to differentiate yourself and to really grow in the hobby is to build the brand. Like, uh, I, I, I don't have the best cards. I don't have the most cards. I don't have the most boxes. Like, I don't do that, but I think the brand is really what, what helps set us apart, right? I think uh, we're, we're trying to be one of the, you know, you ask somebody, hey, do you collect cards? And they're like, yeah, You're like, okay, cool. Who do you follow? Like, I want to be one of the first couple people on that list, right? So to, to, I think building the brand is something that I would, I would definitely recommend doing as it doesn't cost any money. Like, that's what I was, as I started on my journey, that was kind of the, one of the things I noticed is like, you have all of these card stores, you have all these breakers, you have all of these people that want to build businesses and cards, yet you can't find five minutes a day to take a picture of something, write up a little post, and then post it, right? Because yeah. that that's where over our time, I felt like we've done a really, really good job. You know, my team and I is, I buy, like, you know, let's say you sell me a lot of 10 Mickey Mantle cards, right? Yeah. That, that 10 Mickey Mantle cards, think of all of the content you can create off of that one 10 card Mickey Mantle lot. Sure. I could take a picture of every single card and post one a day for 10 days on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I could take a picture of the 10 card lot and post it on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. I could take a video of me going through those cards, post that on YouTube shorts, TikTok, or Instagram reels. 
right? Off of one piece of content, off of one 10 card lot, I could get multiple pieces of content across multiple platforms because one, you know, you may be on Instagram, he might be on Twitter, like somebody's on YouTube, somebody's on Snapchat. They're all like, people are all over the place, but one lot of of that of 10 cards you could put across multiple platforms and you just, you never have any, you have no idea what somebody might be interested in. And that's what I learned through Instagram a lot is like, you know, up late pricing cards. People want to see what you're pricing stuff at, what you're buying, what you're selling, how you ship, how you price, how you comp cards. People are so fascinated about that. People want to learn. So I think that's something that like building the brand and posting content that those are things that are, are free to do. And I, I couldn't be a bigger advocate for those things. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I kind of think that's, I think what you said at the beginning, you know, you don't have the most amount of cards, the most expensive and whatnot. I think I'm pretty big on the Twitter card world. I know like each, each social media kind of has its own, you know, like uniqueness about it, you know, Facebook cards, uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and, and at least what I see on on Twitter is, you know, people feel down or, or, you know, if they don't have the best cards, they got to, you know, overextend themselves to get the best cards as opposed to putting out a good product. Um, you know, like when, when I buy and sell, I, you know, I try to get repeat customers, give give the best possible pricing, you know, package properly, stuff like that. It's like the small things, I think, that that people today kind of forget, um, you know, at least the ones that are, are still kind of doing it. And, and I think a lot of people still are. Um, I, I think a lot of people might think the, the hobby's a little bit down, but I know Jake and I are, are very, um, you know, on the other side of that and it's, it's, it's really thriving right now. Sure. Um, it's yeah. Yeah. It's just awesome to see. And, um, you know, I, I think Jake and I were trying to do a little bit more content. I know Garrett Vince are, are you know, trying to, you know, continue to build up the GFNF brand, um, on that front. So, um, yeah, I got to stop posting pictures of all my cards at once is what i took out of that i guess yeah definitely that's what sounds like <laughs> yeah just like you know uh, and we have thirty thousand followers on tiktok an app i never anticipated being on but we got on it early and tiktok's one of the few platforms you can actually go viral on you know organically you don't need to pay to play per se so you yeah. take a video of those mickey mantle cards throw in a cool video of mantle throw in some like pictures of sales because people are enamored by money and like that kind of thing and throw on you know a trending song on tiktok you're going to get ten thousand views and a thousand followers off of one video that you weren't even anticipating doing anything with but since you had five minutes it, it, it just it's not hard if you spend again 15 minutes a day learning about tiktok in two weeks you'd be a tiktok master or instagram or twitter name your you know your social media of choice it's just, it's not as hard as people think. It just requires 15 minutes a day for, you know, two weeks to start a, you know, you just got to, you got to start the habit. And then once you do that, it's just, it's very, very easy to build on. Definitely. Well, we've seen you now across, just in the last year off the top of my head, we, we've seen you break cards with Trevor Lawrence. We've seen you uh, break some cards with Gary V. And, and I know you're traveling a lot and, 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 this ever-changing world we're talking about where do you kind of see the card hobby as much as it's changed even in the last two years where do you see it going in the future i know there we have tons of nft and digital assets popping up especially um, with different companies even in the card world um, we have a fanatics takeover happening um, where do you kind of see this hobby moving what direction do you see it moving here yeah i think i uh you know, if you had asked me this six months ago, I would a little bit, I would have been a little bit more pessimistic before we really started seeing some of the fanatic stuff start to unravel. Um, you know, I think when it's all said and done, it's, I mean, it, it definitely seems like we're we're headed towards a place where fanatics is running a lot of this. Sure. Um, you know, the, all the acquisitions they've already made, the licenses they already own, they're going to be they're going to be a major player in this, but. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, right? When fanatics really takes over, I don't think we've had any really major, major shifts in the market yet. um, You know, that are going to be indications that fanatics is officially here. We've seen them acquire those licenses. We've seen them, you know, Panini had a WWE deal deal announced in October of 2021. And here we go. A couple months later, fanatics has already bought it back. Yeah. Wow. Right. (laughs) You know, they're, they're the official brand. I saw this morning that tops announced that they're partnering with, uh, uh, the Euros, yep. right, in 2024. So Fanatics is going to have that. 
they're doing jackass they've already got you know v friends there's probably going to be way more of that stuff coming just wait till there's a drake zero cool box or a oh, kim k or the kardashian zero cool box like and you start you know fanatics is going to do they're they're so much bigger than panini and tops and upper deck they're going to bring major major people uh and more consumers into this i just i think uh i think this is literally just the beginning for sports cards i think it's cool now to see drake in it and you know some of these some of the people that are here now but it's uh th- th- this is only the beginning do you do you see fanatics making a play i mean it seems to me when we first saw this we talked about this i think maybe even on the original episode about three months ago but it doesn't seem like fanatics would have much of a need to go after panini now that they have tops chrome you know tops has chrome they don't really need prism they have transcendent they don't really need you know the higher end stuff do you see them making a play on panini or even upper deck yeah i mean fanatics owns the licenses for all of them so i don't i mean why i mean why do you need tops isn't panini i mean panini is bigger than tops so if you get yeah. tops i mean yeah to me like i i have a hard time believing fanatics is not making a play at every car company I would just be super surprised to hear them, you know, to see that that's not happening. Now, will we ever know that? Probably not, unless it actually happens. Sure. But I, I would be amazed if Fanatics said, you know, I mean, that's a what? I think it was an $18 billion company when they acquired the licenses in the first place. And I think they're even bigger now. Um, I, I just have a hard time believing they're not trying to, to, to own as much of this as possible. I mean, like I said, they, they, they got the baseball, basketball, football. They got WWE. They've got the Euro stuff. Like they're doing the zero cool. They're, I mean, they're going to be massive. It's going to be humongous. Right. And as someone that owns, you know, an LCS, you heard, I, I don't know. Were you at the, uh, tops industry summit out in Arizona? No, I was not able to go to that. Unfortunately, I didn't go to that or mint, unfortunately. So Jeff Rubin made a comment that, or is it Jeff Rubin? Yeah. Um, he made a comment that he he has no intention of, of running LCSs off with allocation or anything like that, even though there were some rumors about them going strictly direct to consumer. But how is that a challenge for Fanatics, do you think, taking over all the allocation that Tops had with different shops and eventually, you know, as they increase production on basketball and football products with the licensing? Oh, I don't think it's a challenge. I wouldn't be worried about it from Fanatics' perspective. I, Fanatics is again, I mean, what eighteen times as big as Tops? Like, yeah, Fanat- if anybody can figure it out, Fanatics can figure it out. Um, so I'm not worried about Fanatics taking it out. I think the bigger concern is is what they say true. Not saying it's not, yeah. but do do they need card stores? Right. I mean, Fanatics' goal is to get sports cards to the end consumer. Right. So yeah. it, it is the best way to get that through a card store. Is it direct to consumer online? Um, is it, you know, in baseball card stores or in uh, baseball card stadium or baseball stadiums? Is it in your local retail outlet like Walmart, Target, Meyer? Like, what is it? Fanatics will know best. But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned that Fanatics can't figure it out. Um, you know, they do. They do some crazy stuff now. I'm I'm sure they can they can figure that out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it definitely. I I call them the Amazon of sports cards. Um, I I just think they're they're trying to take over every um, kind of aspect of of the market completely. Which I again, like you said, they're so massive. You know, they have the money to do the correct things. Now they just got to execute. Um, so you know, only only time will tell. Um, you know, on that front, if if they could do it. Um, sure. But yeah, so so moving forward here, you made a video pretty recently of your F1 collection. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was pretty impressive. Um, yeah, that, it was. that that market, um, you know, I've been kind of dabbling in it quite a bit. It is just it's as hot as it's kind of ever been. And it just doesn't seem to be stopping. Um, or, you know, how do, how do you feel on F1 as a whole? You know, we got more races coming. Uh, you know, to the U.S., do you think this kind of climb in, in, in pricing, um, it will continue or, or do you think it's going to get oversaturated with, you know, more F1 products as, as you know, Tops and, and Fanatics continue to see 
you know, the, the, the interest increase, uh, you know, substantially throughout, throughout the hobby. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it can, can sustain forever. Right. Like, yeah. As, as much as I, as optimism as I end about, about cards, I'm not naive enough to say that everything can go up in perpetuity. Like that just, that doesn't happen. Um, so yeah, I definitely think there will be ebbs and flows, right? Like I bought the Lando Norris one-on-one patch auto and he's, I, I mean, I don't know where he finished in week two, um, in Saudi Arabia, but like in Bahrain, I think he was like second to last. Like that's probably not like Lando Norris stuff's probably not through the roof right now. Lewis Hamilton hasn't been amazing. I'm sure his stuff's not trending up 50% a week. Like, so I don't think it's, it's, it's again, I don't, it's not going to go up in perpetuity forever. Um, it's just going, I, I enjoy the sport, right? I, I've talked about that a lot. Like my wife and I got into it. Like I have more interest in sitting down right now and watching an F1 race than almost anything. Like yeah. I like Ohio state football, but like sitting down next to my wife and where she actually is into it and we can talk about the sport. I'm so much more into that. Like, so it, it's really, really fun to been, to be able to enjoy it with her. Like we're going to the Miami race, um, uh, here in a few weeks. So like, I'll be down there for that. Um, and I'm super, super optimistic about the sport. I love, love, love it. Um, but yeah, it's like it would be foolish to sit here and say that F1 cards are going to go to the moon forever. They're never going to slow down. Lewis Hamilton dynasties are a quarter of a million dollars, and they're not going to make any more F1 cards. They're going to stop printing them just to keep the supply or keep uh, keep the supply down and the demand through the roof, and all these prices will go up. That's that's not going to happen. These 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 are businesses. These guys are going to definitely make it if the demand is still there and i mean f1 chrome started out at 750 on opening day and jumped to 1250 by month like or 1150 by monday yeah yeah right so you're wow. talking about a over 50 percent. you know it went up 50 50 percent on price in a, a couple days i yeah i i definitely i definitely think if they continue to release products like this and they continue to go up and the the sport grows like it will you'll definitely see an increase in different products uh more pro more of the product like it's again they're they're businesses too i I think it would be foolish to sit here and say that uh the f1 sport's going to grow like it is and tops and fanatics aren't going to take advantage of that yeah i I think just f1's kind of a unique sport like you said you could sit down and watch it with your wife there's not that many drivers so it's it's kind of easy to you know, know who's out there, you know, have a favorite driver, a favorite team or whatever. Um, and it, I, yeah, it, it, I it, think so, the, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. I think the big know. thing I like about the F1, right, is let's say tops that they, they're going to make tops, tops, formula flag, one flagship, just a favorite product. They're going to make tops, Chrome, tops, Chrome, Sapphire, and then tops dynasty this year. Right. So that's one, two, three, four different product lines. Yeah. If they five X that, they make 20 products next year there's way more football way more yeah. basketball and way more baseball right there's only like there's four f1 products it's the same way way i feel about some of like the other fringe sports the the ufc the, the ufc stuff soccer uh you know some of these other sports that just don't have like there's a new football release what once every 10 days or so on average a year yeah. Like I think there's like 35 or 36 different football products. Right. And it's just F1 has had two its opening, three its opening year, four this year. Um so I think it'll continue to grow, but that's what it that's where I think I'm so fascinated by some of these other sports is just the 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 supply is just so low comparatively. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not too far of a reach for us to think we'll see stadium club f1 and stuff in the future hey, I, want sure. I think a lot of people want that product yeah <laughs> yeah stadium club's a ph- ph- phenomenal photography product oh, like yeah. they do amazing like i think that would be great like imagine f1 transcendent like it would feel yeah. like crazy like it's oh, a twenty-five thousand dollar product for baseball and i have a like breakers would be dying for on-card lewis hamilton transcendent autos oh yeah well ryan that's one we're gonna have to watch you open on youtube i don't think nico and i are touching that product yeah. <laughs> but um what let's get in a little bit on the personal collection side what's your favorite card in your pc Tell, give us a little idea of what's in card collector 2's personal collection uh so like if you're asking me like true personal collection like stuff that like you know it isn't worth the most, but I enjoy it. Like, because it's like really like at the end of the day, I collect these cards because I enjoy it. It's some sort of like 
Braxton Miller 101, my best Donnie Nicky auto. Okay. Uh, JT Barrett 101 patch auto. Like Ohio State football is is my thing. It has always been my thing. It will always be my thing. Uh, Donnie Nicky went to the same school as I did. His mom was my art teacher. I was eight when I met him for or seven when I met him for the first time. He won a national championship at Ohio State. He came to my opening day at my new card store. Um, like it will forever. Like that is my PC will be as long as I'm alive. So something like that is really, really cool. If you ask me, like in terms of like, again, I enjoy collecting cards. I believe in this as like a long-term play for 25 to 40 years from now when it's time to, mm-hmm. you know, sell. Uh, you know, I own a 52 Mantle. I bought that last year. That's crazy that's, to me is like, that's the sports card. If you say sports cards, it's, it's the 52 tops Mantle. There's under 1500 of those graded. That, that to me is one growing up a Patriots fan, uh, the Tom Brady contenders. I own one of those. Like I, I love that card. Lewis Hamilton dynasty, right? I, I own one of those. I bought one of those at a pretty good, pretty good price, pretty early. Um, I love that card. Um, yeah, just stuff like that. Like I, I have some cool, like pieces like that. Nothing, you know, I don't own anything insane, insane, but those are, those are probably some of my, my favorite cards right now. Well, you're, you're the Ohio state guy. I'm, I live in Chicago. I'm a big bears fan. Uh, Tell me I'm looking forward to good stuff with Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Fields is going to be your issue. I think Fields has a lot of potential. Um, uh, I'm not sure that the rest of the Bears is <laughs> Yeah, you're not lying. <laughs> is going to help Justin Fields win. I mean, I think if you put Justin Fields in, like, uh, you know. Anywhere else? <laughs> any, anywhere else, I would feel more optimistic. than The, I, Bears, uh, the Bears' biggest problem is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, we like him a lot. We just—it's kind of a shame to see him in a system where they just just poorly use their quarterbacks. Always have, and but he's uh, there's a lot of people excited about him. Did, yeah, you were not. You went to school. What? Who? Uh, what major Ohio State athletes were at school when you were there? So I had a couple of classes with Zeke. I was there when they won the first ever CFP. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. So yeah, so that that was that was pretty neat. Um, so I started. I would have probably been. 14 and graduated in because I transferred in so I graduated I graduated in December of 16 um and Ohio State won the first F- CFP like right when I got there so um yeah so like yeah. I was there with like any of anybody in the national title team so Bosa Zeke Cardale Braxton Miller JT Barrett uh card you know uh, Michael Thomas Von Bell Eli Apple Marshawn Lattimore like those guys yeah, I saw you. I saw you with Zeke. You were at a show recently, right? Where Zeke or yeah, I was uh, in Chantilly in Virginia, okay. uh, out near DC, and Zeke was there. Mike, uh, Terry McLaurin, Chase Young. It was really cool. It was That's a awesome. great show. Okay, so real quick, what do you think? This is this may you may not have one off the top of your head, but do you remember what do you think is the biggest card that's ever walked into your shop that someone's offered you or or tried to get you to buy, or maybe uh, you didn't. When I first first opened, I was offered a LeBron rookie jambalaya. That was pretty big. Um, yeah, that's a monster. Yeah, that's pretty big. The Brady contenders I ended up buying was pretty big. Um, if I remember right, this is in, you know, excuse me if I'm wrong. This is it's been probably three or four years at least. But I remember seeing on Instagram a while back. Didn't you? You bought a, a complete set of eighty six, eighty seven Fleer, right? Yeah, I I bought in two. One of them was in shop. Wow. Yeah, that's that's big. I mean, I, I we saw recently so a, a complete set of those graded sell for something insane. Yeah, I it was uh it was pretty cool. I think I'm almost to a full set that's graded at this point. Um, yeah, that's that's a really cool set. It's great. Well, before we let you go, we have a couple sure. of rapid fire questions for you. This or that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, just to give an idea of what's going on. So. All right, ready? Um, let's yep. start with LeBron or Jordan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Put you on the spot right off the bat. Yeah. If you had asked me five years ago, my answer would have been much easier. Um, you can push on this one. You can pass. Yeah. I, I, no, I'll give you an answer. My answer would have changed, been different two years ago, a year ago. I would say Jordan. Okay. Uh, eBay or StockX? eBay. Tops or Panini? Uh, the only reason I say eBay is because I don't know StockX. Give it 12 months, that answer will change. Yeah. Uh, what was the last one? Tops or Panini? I'm a football guy, so I have to go Panini. 
Okay. Uh, PSA or BGS? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, push. Okay. Uh, one touch or top loader? One touch. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, yeah, Ryan, um, we appreciate you taking, uh, you know, time out of your day uh, to talk with us. Um, and uh, you'll, you'll be at the National this year, right? Yep. Yep. Well, awesome. Uh, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll definitely be there with the with the GFNF crew. We'll have to uh, meet up, maybe do a box yep. battle or something. Um, Absolutely. Something fun. Excellent. Yeah. Let us know. I appreciate you guys having me. Seriously. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for joining us, Ryan. And uh, you guys can find Ryan on social media at Card Collector Two. Pretty sure it's the same across all all uh, networks. There, right, Ryan? Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah. Appreciate it again, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.